0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good Nerev Shabbos, hope everyone is well. This week's parasha, Parashas V'Azchanan, is read the Shabbos after Tishabov. The Shabbos that is famously known as Shabbos Nachamu. Shabbos many people go away, go on vacation, travel. And it got its name, Shabbos Nachamu, after the words of the Haftorah, Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. There's some form, of, some form of comfort that we're supposed to feel this Shabbos after Tisha B'av is behind us. But not only is this Shabbos, Shabbos Nachamu, it also coincides with Tuba Av. The 15th day of the month of Av, which the Gemara tells us was one of the greatest Yom Toivim in Jewish history. One of the happiest days. And also became one of the days, one of the days designated for boys and girls to look for Shaduchim and to try to find marriages and to build homes. And the obvious question we need to ask ourselves is what exactly is the great joy, the great simcha of of? And perhaps even more important, what is the great simcha of Shabbos Nachamu? Where a few days after Tishvah, has life gotten any better? Has anything changed? Have the dead come back to life? Have the sick been cured? No! We're still sitting here with no base amigdash, with sick people in hospitals, and if anything, it seems to be getting worse out there. COVID, it seems to have been getting much more severe. So what's the nechama? What are we comforted by? Because we don't have to have another Tisha B'av. Because we don't have to think about Tisha B'av for now almost 12 months. And now this Sunday we don't have to sit on the floor and read Kinnis. Instead we can go out and have a barbecue and eat and hear a concert. That's the Nechama. What exactly is so special about this Shabbos that we're supposed to be comforted? The Navi tells us. Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. Where's the comfort? Why the comfort? What should we be feeling this Shabbos? And I believe the answer to all of these questions is found in the Cree on this week's Parsha. If we open the Chumash in this week's parasha, Pashas Ve'eschanan, Moshe Rabbeinu is continuing his long drasha to the Bnei Yisrael. And this week's parasha, he opens up first with a relatively personal experience. He tells the Jewish people how he davened so much, so desperately to be able to enter into Eretz Yisrael. His greatest joy was to become coming to Eretz Yisrael. And he tells the Jewish people, and I was denied. Hashem did not answer my tefillah. And then he goes on to tell the Jewish people about what's going to happen if you don't listen to the Torah, you don't listen to the mitzvahs, all the bad that's going to befall the Jewish people. And the actual Kriya Satira that we read on Tisha B'Av morning, Banim, Banim, is found in this week's Parsha. And the Mishra basically warns the Jewish people what's going to happen to you. If you stray, if you don't keep Torah mitzvahs, if you don't follow my ways, bad things will happen. And then right after that we find another chapter in the Chumash. The Torah tells us, Then Moshe Abedinu went to set aside the three cities of the Arimiklat. We all know the Arimiklat are those special cities that protect someone who killed accidental. And all of Farshim grapple with this question. Why is the Torah telling me, right after Moshe Rabbeinu finished rebuking, educating, teaching, advising the Jewish people about how to live a Jewish life, and what do you do if you're going to stray, Moshe Rabbeinu takes a break and says, Everyone, you should know, okay, now I have to set aside three cities for the Eir Mikla. And the question is even stronger, because we know the Eir Mikla didn't even start yet, it wasn't effective yet. These cities didn't have the power to protect anyone yet. So why was Maishu Rabbeinu so busy with these cities now? He's in the middle of giving a beautiful Musa shmuz. He's in the middle of educating, guiding, advising the Jewish people and telling them what will happen if you don't behave and all the bad that will be And He takes a break seemingly and he decides to arrange the three cities that have absolutely no power at this time. And Maishu Rabbeinu will never even live to see the time when these cities will have the power. So why does he do this now? This is not my question. The Kliyokar asks this question. The Kliyokar gives a beautiful answer. And the Kliyokar's answer is that Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us all a lesson in life that don't say, I'm not going to start a project because I can't finish the project. Says the Kleoka, start the project, let the next generation finish it. But at least start the project. If you have something that comes your way, something essential, something important, something needed for Klai Yisrael, don't say, well, if I can't get it all done in my life, I'm not going to bother. No, you do your part and let Klai Yisrael do the rest. Let the next generation do the rest. Let your children, your grandchildren take over. But start don't pass up the opportunity by saying, well, I don't have enough time to get the project finished, so I'm not going to start. If people had that attitude, I guarantee you, many moistest organizations in Klai will not be built today. But people said, I don't care where it will end up, I'm going to start. That's the Klioka's interpretation. I'd like to suggest my own answer to this question, and I believe it will connect to Shabbos Nachim, as well as to What Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching the Jewish people is right after he tells us all the bad that will happen when we don't keep the Torah and the mitzvahs and all the negativity and the pain and the heartbreak, he's teaching us one important lesson. And the lesson is how do we find comfort in such a situation? How do we move on from tragedy? How do we move on from all the heart-wrenching stories that we know of and have lived through? The answer is Moshe Rabbeinu said to himself, I'm thinking about the future. I'm going to build these three cities, not for now, but for the future. Because the answer to get out of the tzorah is think about the future. Rebuild. Move on. Don't harp on the past. Don't get stuck in what happened. Think ahead. Move forward. Therefore, says my Shabbat, right now I just told you what all the bad is going to happen and I'm teaching you and I'm guiding you and I'm telling you. The answer to that question that we deal with all the time is, where do we go from tragedy? The answer is we always go forward, not backwards. We think to ourselves, how can we rebuild? And they have Moshe Rabbeinu focused on building these cities that will not take place now. They will not be effective till later. But Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us, build for the future. And this is the Nechama of post Tishabov. We went through Tishabov and we spoke and we talked and we felt tragedy after tragedy. We spoke about the Crusades. We spoke about the book burning of 1242. We spoke about the horrors of the Holocaust. We spoke about it all on Tishabov and we felt it and we meant it. But where do we go from here? The answer is we've built towards the future. We don't look back. We look towards the future. What can we do to continue Klal Yisrael? Yes, the past is hard, it's painful. But the answer is not in the past, the answer is in the future. We always look to build and to rebuild. And the Nachamu Nachamu Ami is the look where we are today. <coughs> After all that we've been through as a nation, as a small, tiny nation, look where we are today, we're rebuilt, and we're continuing, and we're learning, and we're growing, and we have shules and organizations and yeshivas. That's the greatest nachama. The fact that we went through a tishabav and we're still looking forward to future building, that's the greatest nachama. And if you look at all the tragedies in Jewish history, after each and every tragedy, instead of the Jewish people giving up and rolling over and, 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 and saying game over, they rebuilt even stronger. You don't have to go too much, too too past it, too far in history, and look at what happened post Holocaust. These Yiddin came to whether it be America or Israel, other parts of Europe, after the after the end of the Holocaust, broken, disheveled people, lost everything, and they rebuilt Teira. They rebuilt schools, schools, institutions, organizations because Christ Israel always looks to the future. Yes, we've, we, we've suffered. Yes, we've been in pain, but we don't harp on that. We harp on the future. What can we build? And that's the whole idea of Tubov. Tubov is about getting married. What's marriage all about? That's rebuilding. How do you continue a community? You have more people get married and have children in Mithashem. That recontinues the legacy of Kalal Yisrael. And that's what Tubov was all about. It was a day in Kalal history where we focused on the future. The Gemara gives many different interpretations of what happened on Tuba of, And the Risharim say they're not disagreeing, but all of the Pshatim and the Gemara almost all focus on looking in the future. One of the Pshatim and the Gemara tells us is that the Shvatim were able to intermarry with each other. That depicts the growth of Klai, or the future of Klai. So Shef Binyam was allowed to remarry. Again, you're seeing all of the focus on future rebuilding. And that's perhaps the greatest Nechama, that after all the tragedies that we've been through, we don't just get stuck in the tragedy. We rebuild and we move on, and we build even bigger. Every tragedy that we've had as a people or individuals, we come back from those tragedies. We don't let those tragedies define us. We rise above the tragedy and we rebuild. And that's what we're celebrating this Shabbos. Nachamu Tuba of we're celebrating the Nitzchias of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael doesn't just survive, but we build back bigger. We come back stronger, more devoted to HaKadosh Baruch closer to Him. And that's really what the great Chrusherim points out, that Tuba of is the end of the Shiva. It's the end of the seven days from Tisha B'av. We know Rachman a are real, other. there's rules of when Aveil has to end. Hashem doesn't want a person to be constantly in sadness. It's not healthy, emotionally, mentally. Hashem says now it's time to move on. Tubaav is the end of the shiva. But not that we forget the loss. Chas v'shalom. Just like a person never forgets the loss of a family member. We don't forget it. But we take it and we grow from it. We take the lessons of that person and we learn from it. We do things to bring up their Nishama and shamayim. So we do, as we mentioned this on the Kinnis, we don't leave Tisha We take Tisha with us throughout the year. We remind ourselves of what we've been through and how we suffered and how we grow from it. How we rebuild from the sorrow. The great Yosef Oymetz, one of the Avbezdins in Frankfurt in the end of the 17th century. He points out that after we get through the 10th day of Av, we change our entire attitude. He says we no longer focus on the Gullus and the Chorban, we focus on the Geulah. And that's the turning point right now of Tuba'ov and Shabbos Nachamu. We're not focusing on the sadness and the pain. We did that already. Now we're focusing on the positivity. Now we're focusing on the rebuilding. Now we're focusing on how we can grow even bigger and better despite all the pain and suffering we've been through nationally and even individually. That's what makes this Shabbos so special. It's Nachamu Tuba'ov. It's the coming together of two great realizations that we rebuild bigger and better after tragedy. And there's one other lesson that we need for this Shabbos Nachamu. Is that the Torah is telling us that when a person leaves a legacy, a person leaves a legacy in this world, that's not something to be saddened over. The tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu was complaining to Hashem, I want to come into Israel, Hashem tells him, Rav Lach, it's been enough, no more. And Rashi explains, what's it mean no more? Cause I left, you already have Yeshua to take you over. And the Mepharshim explained what Hashem was telling Moshiach, Moshe, don't worry. You left a legacy. You left Yeshua. Yeshua will do everything you did. It's like you're doing it. When you, when we leave a legacy in this world, whether it be through our children, through our Maishim through the stock of the chesed that we do in this world, we continue on. And that's why when we think about all those that we've lost over this Tisha B'Av, when we focused on all the pain, we say to ourselves, it's not for nothing. They're not gone. Their legacy lives forever. We're going to live through them. We're going to pick up their ma'asim toivim. And they left us in control to fulfill their void. And we passed it on to the next generation. My was comforted by knowing that Yeshua has prized Talmud is living through him. That's a legacy. A person can leave a legacy with children, he can leave a legacy with students, he can leave a legacy with the way he conducted himself or she conducted herself. When people learn from you, they gain from you, they grow from you, that's a legacy. And when a person leaves a legacy, he's leaving an entire world here, and he has nothing to feel bad about. So when we come to this very special Shabbos, Nachamu, tuba of, we're reminded of the rebuilding nature of Klal Yisrael. How did our yeshivas did so fantastically special after COVID? We were at a terrible point. Our yeshivas were on Zoom, phones, lockdowns. It was terrible. But we rebuilt magnificently. Our children got to go to yeshiva. The yeshivas opened. The kadolim opened. But the bat midrashim opened. Our schools reopened. Hopefully, properly. With the proper Kedush of the tahara that a shul needs. Because Klai Yisrael rebuilds. After every tzara we rebuild. And now we're up to the rebuilding point. Post-Tishabah of the Nechama and the tuba of his let's rebuild. Let's rebuild with more families. Let's rebuild with Let's rebuild, but let's remember what we're rebuilding for. We want to rebuild to be able to be properly prepared to greet Mashiach, because we don't want to go through another Tisha but We don't want to be in galus anymore. We should realize and appreciate the Shabbos. Use the Shabbos as a turning point for us to see how we can continue the legacy of those that have passed before us and appreciate what they left us. And may we can continue that legacy until Mashiach's arrival. Hopefully soon in our days. B'mher Amenu, have a wonderful Shabbos.